Welcome to Time of Restoration broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. As I always say, an opportunity, a day made especially for me and for you, for you to rejoice in your true and living God, because we serve the true and living God, for there's none like unto him. Hallelujah. He is our master. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He's a great I am. He's the bread of life. Hallelujah. We serve a mighty God. And as one of my spiritual daughters has said to me recently, what a wonder he is. He's a wonder in my soul. He's a wonder in your soul this evening or this morning. And Lord, we are just thanking God for this opportunity to come and to worship you, to magnify you, to exalt your name, to let you know how much we love you. Not that we loved you so much, and we do, but you loved us so much that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And Lord, we are thanking you. We were all born and shaped in iniquity. And Lord, we just thank you that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for me and for you. You know, I'm thinking about the psalmist in the Psalm uh, 34, I believe it is, when David said uh, that he would bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And um, I believe that was my soul said, I will bless the Lord. That David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked unto him, and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. It says, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in him. Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Oh, come, or oh, come, ye children, hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many days, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking God. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, 
and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Oh my goodness. So we see here David was saying he was going to bless the Lord at all times and his praise was going, to, was going to continually be in his mouth. So don't let your praises be contingent upon your circumstances because he was running from Saul and he was running for his life. And, but he said he was going to take the time to bless the Lord. And we have to do likewise. He didn't say we would not have troubles. He did not say once we accept Jesus that life would be a bed of roses. But he lets us know that there will be many trials and many tribulations. But the promise is that we don't have to panic because he promised us that he would not deliver us out of some, but deliver us out of them all. So we have to be, you know, uh, steadfast, unmovable, always unknown, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our labor is not in vain. Regards to what we are facing, regards to what we are going through, we are going to magnify our God because he's worthy of all our praise. So Father God, I just thank you for this opportunity and I welcome each of you that have come out or have tuned in to listen to Time of Radio broadcast. Uh, we welcome you and we hope that something will be said that will encourage your heart and to increase your faith. Father God, I thank you that I'm able to enter into your throne room with boldness and not with timidity. I ask for forgiveness for anything I might have said or done that would, that would hinder this prayer. I thank God for the fact that if we need help, if, we, if we're in trouble, all we have to do is go and come to the throne of grace. And Father God, I'm coming on behalf of those that are sick tonight, those that are grieving tonight, those that have lost loved ones, God. I'm asking that you will sustain them and be that comforter because you are the God of all comfort. Lord, tonight we're lifting up leaders of nations everywhere. We're lifting up our president, local mayors and governors. And Lord, we're lifting up pastors, their wives and their children. And God, we are blessing our enemies on this evening because you've commanded us to do so. We know back in the day it was eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, but the new kingdom principle is that we forgive and bless those that hate us and persecute us. So God, tonight I am praying for my enemies that you would bless them in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for making known your wonders everywhere. 
Lord, I thank you for opening up blinded eyes and deaf ears. God, I thank you for replacing hearts of stone with hearts of flesh that will be pliable, that will be teachable, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I'm asking, oh God, that I come against the spirit of suicide. I speak life tonight to those, oh God, that are contemplating suicide. And we take authority over that spirit, even over the spirit of depression, loneliness. Oh God, we bind it in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we just ask, oh God, those that are battling mental illnesses, sometimes we know that it's not always uh, uh, mental. Sometimes it, it can be um, hormonal, you know, a hormonal balance because of hormones, God, that can create certain things mental, mentally and emotionally. So we're asking that you would just touch all those that are sick, battling any type of sickness, whether it's emotional, physical, or mental. And Lord, we're asking that uh, you uh, lift and protect the elderly. Lord, we're asking that you will continue to pray and touch and cover the nurses. God, we are coming against sicknesses and disease. And we thank you, God, for making us everywhere whole. God, we thank you that we can send forth your word to deliver people from destruction. And Lord, we thank you, God, in the name of Jesus for your goodness, because you're good all the time. In Jesus' name we pray. And Lord, I ask, oh God, we are praying for those that are in prison. Lord, not physically and those that are in prison because they're behind their doors, afraid to come out because they've been violated. Lord, we're asking that you would free them in their minds and in their spirit. God, we are praying that robbers and rapists and murderers would be apprehended. We are praying for the Ukrainians. We are praying, oh God, for the, the war victims, the refugees. God, we are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Oh God, we are just praying that your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And Lord, we be so careful to give your name the praise, the glory, the honor belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I started a new teaching and the new teaching is on the peace of God. And I'm adding to that topic um, a legacy. The peace of God, a legacy that was left not only from God, but also from Jesus Christ himself. And the, and the verse that I'm reading, um, that scripture text is, main text is coming from St. John chapter 14 verse 27 and it talks about peace uh, and that peace is a legacy from Christ <laughs> that peace is a legacy from Christ and we were talking about the fact that a legacy is something that you leave behind something that's handed down from the past as from an ancestor or a predecessor. Leaving a legacy means putting a stamp on the future and making a contribution to the future generations. I mean, the peace that our fathers and mothers experience is the same peace that the future generations can experience because of the peace of God, a legacy that was left, hallelujah, for every believer every born-again believer, to every generation, he left this legacy. And it reads as follows. It says, peace 
I leave with you. <laughs> My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And we know that uh, St. John chapter 14 verse 1 is a reference scripture to that verse where it says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. And he goes on to let us know that uh, in my father's house are many mansions. And if, I, if it were not so, I would not have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. And where I am, there ye may be also. So, you know, God doesn't want our hearts to be troubled. And when your heart is troubled, it's agitated. That's what that word means uh, when it says, let not your heart be troubled. Don't let it be agitated or stirred. Or uh, uh, like, like you stir up water. Like uh, uh, when water is troubled, it moves and it stirs, you know. Uh, so you don't want to be agitated in your mind and your spirit. Just grab hold of the peace of God that surpasses all understanding and begin that word, begin to allow that word to settle you down. So we were talking about the fact that uh, the legacy was left not only by Jesus Christ, but there was a legacy that was left by God to us, and that is considered a gift, a gift to us. And when we think about that gift, it says in, I'm trying to find that verse of scripture where it talks about that. That the, that the gift, peace, is the gift of God. We talked about that last week, and that was in Psalms 29, 11. The Lord will give you strength. I said, the Lord will give strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. So not only is the Lord going to strengthen you, he's left the legacy of peace. God left this legacy, which is a gift, a gift of God. A legacy left to us to let us know that he will give us strength and then he will bless us with peace so we don't have to walk around in torment we don't have to walk around worrying turn your worry into praise we also learned that his peace is in abundance it says uh, Psalms 119 says great peace <laughs> Have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. So we know that if you love his law, love his word, you will dwell in great peace. <laughs> You're going to have peace in abundance. We also learn that his peace was also uh, was the peace that was perfect. God's peace is perfect. 
and read Winters Isaiah 26 verse 3 where it talked about the fact that that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. So that means that you're not um, trusting and leaning on your own understanding, but you're leaning and trusting on God's word. Now to tonight, I would like to talk about that his peace is like a river. Isaiah chapter 48, 18, he says, Oh, that thou hearkened to my commandments. Then had that peace been as a river and thy <laughs> righteousness as the waves of the sea. And Isaiah 48, 17 says, Thus saith the Lord, thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord thy God, which teacheth thee to profit, which leadeth thee by the way that thou should go. And you see here, when you look at the commentary notes on that particular verse, it says, like an eleven parent, God teaches and guides us. We should listen to him because peace and righteousness come to us as we obey his word. When we pay attention to God's commands, peace and righteousness flow through us like a gentle river and surround us powerfully like a wave in the ocean. My God. So we want to have that peace. You know, he has said to the children of Israel, if you had hearkened unto me, because they, you know, they always continually, you know, to walk in their own way. They were always so disobedient. God had raised up the children of Israel so that they could show the other nations, you know, the true and living God. And, you know, but what they did when they were left Egypt, they decided to join and be a part of the pagans worship system and idolatry and paganism. So he says, now I could have given you peace. Your peace would have been like a river. My God. Have you ever been to the beach or near the water and just hear the calmness of that peace? I tell you, it, it's just amazing when you think about water, the stillness of water and that calmness. And you can tell when the waters are rough, when waves are coming in, and, 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 and you can tell the difference as well. So we just thank God that, you know, we want to have the peace like a river. We want to obey his commandments, obey his word. You know, so David says, you know, my, that word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So that's what we want to do so that our peace can be like the peace of a river. That is awesome. Having peace like a river. Now we also can have the peace that passeth understanding. Now Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding 
shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now keep it, keep in mind that this is the peace of God, a legacy that was left by Jesus Christ. And he's left us the peace that can surpass all understanding, which passes all understanding. Like I stated in one of the lessons that we can be going through a crisis and people know what you're going through. And in your presence, you are so peaceful. You're so at rest that it just it just overwhelms them in the sense that how in the world can you be so at peace and so at rest when they know what you're going through? And so that's a testimony because we're living epistles read by men. People will want you in your circumstances. People will, people will want you to see how you're going to handle that and how you're going to handle this because we are living epistles read of men. You know, we make mistakes, we fall short, we miss the mark. But thank God that we don't have to stay down when we fall down. They said, the Bible says a just man will fall seven times in one day, but he will get back up. Get back up again. You don't have to stay down. You might have forfeited your peace at one moment, but you don't have to forfeit your peace again. And sometimes we forfeit our peace because we don't take everything to the Lord in prayer. The Bible says men should always pray. Always pray. And when you're always praying, I tell you, you will end up having peace that will surpass all understanding. And God will keep your hearts and your mind through Christ Jesus. You don't have to feel like you're going to have a breakdown. You don't have to feel like you're going to have a meltdown. But because God is keeping your heart, God is keeping your mind, you can trust and, and, and stand on him. Hallelujah. So we just thank God for peace, the legacy, the peace of God, a legacy that was left to the believers. I'm going to be reading something to you. It says, peace is one of the uh, main things which human beings long for. So it is hardly surprising that the risen Jesus makes peace central to what he says to the disciples when he meets them behind locked doors. The first thing he says, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Jesus probably used the Hebrew word shalom which can be taken simply as a greeting. But it is equally likely he is pointing out that in his death and his resurrection, he has obtained peace for his followers. <laughs> he obtained that peace and that peace he left for us. Hallelujah. It says Jesus knew that his disciples were uh, agitated and worried about their own future. And he uh, has kept and he has kept on reassuring them that things will work out for the best. 
Now it says the idea of peace, shalom, has a rich Old Testament background. It can simply mean the absence of war, but more often it implies a sense of wholeness and general well-being. Sometimes it even implies prosperity or safety. This is usually tied up with societies or the individual's relationship with God. It is God who brings peace, both politically and spiritually. It is for this God given peace that the priests were instructed to pray in the words of Aaron's blessings. And I'm going to read that for you. And it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord make his face, uh, the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And that's Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 and 26. And, you know, that is a benediction and it's a blessing. Because, you know, to be blessed when you leave a church, you know, I always try to leave and would not like to leave church unless I've had the prayer of benediction prayed over me. And that is a great prayer when it says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord, the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. And that's what he has given us. He's given us and left us his legacy. And that legacy was a legacy of peace. So tonight, I leave you with that. And we thank God for the, uh, the, the peace of God, a legacy that was left by God and by Jesus Christ. So tonight, be encouraged. If you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior, choose to receive him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So if you're out there, ask the Lord, you know, to come into your heart, to come and to live on the inside of you. You know, ask him to forgive you of all of your sins. Just pray this prayer. Father, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a savior. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with your blood. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Be my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. If you prayed that prayer, I am rejoicing with you. The angels in heaven are rejoicing. And let someone know that you've accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. And to those that are struggling with, with the lack of peace, Grab hold of God's word. Grab hold to the horns of the altar. Grab hold and work the word of God and let the word of God work for you. You know, begin to speak his word and speak peace into your life and grab hold of his word. And we just bind the spirit of restlessness and anxiousness and we speak peace over your life. And if you desire prayer, give us a call at 856 
629-629-1764. And whatever you do, always seize the moment to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and let someone know that Jesus loves them and that Jesus is Lord. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus is Lord.